Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is January 13th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Reddy Newman PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. And if you're a newcomer, please put your camera and let our team know, not me, my team. It's there uh, to everybody. You have to put to everybody. I think so that option is open. Okay. Let our team know that you're a newcomer. Rahul? Well, that's me or somebody else. Man, yeah, I have know. a good first name. They have a good yeah, first so, name, buddy. Go ahead. My question is like, uh, I'm planning to leave the U.S. and planning to resign the job. So uh, I'm assuming uh, I have to start the two weeks notice period. So if I leave the country, like uh, as soon as I'll put down the paper, and I am assuming I have to serve the two two weeks notice period. In between, if my employer revokes or withdraws my H-1B. How long I can stay here to like wrap up everything and go uh, leave the country? 60 days. Uh, uh, will I get notified that my H-1B has been withdrawn? Well, it doesn't matter, but let me ask you one question to you. Um, when is your I-94 expiring? It's in 2024, uh, January 2024. So if you resign, okay, it doesn't, so if you resign, Okay, you're going to give two weeks notice. That's what you said. It's not yes. mandatory that you have to give two weeks notice. Not according to the immigration law. Okay, okay. So, but uh, I so, can stay 60 days after the last uh, last meeting. Okay. And uh, right, my question right. is like, for, for uh, I-140 approval, is it 180 days or six months? If the employer can't revoke my I-140. What's the difference between 180 days and 60? Six months, so 185 my, days. No, no, so my 180 days is completing on 26th of January, but six months is completing on 30th of January. So uh, I, I just want to put down the paper after 180 days and I want to leave the country. Why, so do you can... want, why do you want to play at the edge of a knife? Okay, okay, okay. And so, why do you want to leave the country wrong? I want to go for other country for a few years and then probably I can come back. Okay. But don't, when, when you have a doubt about 180, 185, three days. Okay. Okay. Don't ask a lawyer for the question because these stupid lawyers, they don't count properly. There is a reason why we become lawyers is we can't count, multiply the things properly. Okay. Okay. We can't so- add it. Just take it like one, six months. <laughs> it's easy, okay. right? Okay. So I can retain my priority date after that, right? If they revoke my 140. Right. You okay. are absolutely right. 
Okay, thank okay, you. Yeah, thanks. Next person, please. Naval. Hello, already. Uh, this is Daval Herwala. Uh, I have a question, like I'm on an H1 and uh, I have a actually concurrent H1B, so I'm working for a primary as well as a concurrent H1, the second employer. Now I'm going to India for stamping. My question is, uh, do I need to mention anything about my second employer? You should. You should. you should. You should. That's perfectly all right. You're not doing any illegal activity, okay? But the major problem for you, Dawal, is when you come back into the United States, you can only work for your main employer. Then the concurrent employer has to refile the application. Oh. Why? Because when you enter into the country, you get only one identity for. That will tell you it is going to be Pepsi, the company. It doesn't tell AT&T in it. Right. So AT&T need to file it again. But uh, with the second employer, I do have EAD as well. Green card EAD. <laughs> Why are you going for stamping? Sir, it said that it's, it's, it's advisable to stay on H1. That's why. Well, who is telling you? For, well, first of all, I disagree with that thing. Okay. okay. Second of all, when you come back, you're still on H1B and advanced parole. Don't go for stamping. Don't go for stamping. Next person, please. I mean, then technically, actually, if you go for stamping, when you come back, you're not an H1B. But if you come back and advance parole, you are on two H1Bs. Next person, please. Viva. Hey, thanks for giving me an opportunity. Rahul, um, I'm a GC holder. Um, I'm currently in US. I have GC for the past one year. I'm going to marry a person on Feb end. She's currently in US, India. So also she has a visitor visa appointment scheduled on first week of Feb. So if she gets a visitor visa, can she travel or should I have to wait? First of all, what's the purpose why she is coming into the United States? Uh, she has her sister staying in Dallas. Uh, so uh, even before I met her, right, uh, she, she had that interview scheduled. The only thing is that if her intention is to come and get married, she's not supposed to come on a B2 visa. Okay. No, no. I will be going back to India and get married. The marriage is not going to happen in US. That's even bad. Okay. Uh, Here is the reason. If she gets a B2 visa, you go get married. Mm -hmm. She comes into the country. They'll find out she's married. They'll put her in deportation proceeding in jail for two or three days. Send her back. Mm -hmm. You haven't even decided to get married yet. Okay. Don't, I'm not asking you the question. I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. Let her get to the, get to the B2 visa. Mm -hmm. Let her come here. Once you decide the marriage, you just get married and get the green card for her. Okay, so she can come here before the marriage, then I can get married. Not only applicant. before you decide to get married. Okay, okay. It's okay. a bit complex. You need to 
have a consultation if you need to. Next person, please. Thank you. Kalyan. Thanks for uh, taking my question. Uh, I'm my priority date is uh, October 2014. Uh, uh, in October 2020, I downgraded to EB3 and got my EAD and AP. Uh, last year, 2022, uh, under EB2, I did a refile and I also got my EAD and AP in that category. Um, now I have a two EADs and AP. I'm ready to switch my employer uh, next month because I passed this 180 days uh, since pending. Uh, which EAD I would use? Uh, does it matter? Doesn't matter. It does. It, just because you use the EB3 doesn't mean that you're stuck with EB2. Or, other, or, 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 or vice versa. Okay, so I'm not binding to one particular category if I use yeah. one or no, the other. Nobody's, nobody's going to ask that question, which EAD you use, okay? I've heard instances where uh, one EAD is getting, uh, I mean, uh, cancelled or uh, one 485 is revoked when the other one is still intact. I've uh, heard that instances. So if I use start using EB2 EAD, um, and if my EB3 is for some reason, if it doesn't go well, that's my, uh, that's, that's no, uh, no, you're, you're good. You're good using either of those things. Okay. Uh, one for another now. question, sir. Um, so, uh, in H1B during my, uh, extension approval, uh, I can work on receipt, uh, for some reason, if my EAD renewal, uh, gets delayed, uh, will it cause any problem? No, EAD EAD renewal will, if it causes prob, uh, uh, delay by more than 540 days, that may cause a problem. More than 540 days. But if, it, so unlike uh, H1B approval receipt, I cannot work on EAD uh, pending approval, right? You can. I said I can. if it's been pending up to 540 days, you can. So let's say your EAD is expiring in September of 2023. You file an extension before September of 2023. In, mm -hmm. in October of 2023, you don't have an EAD. You can still work on EAD from September 2023 to 540 days. Next person, please. You got it. Okay. I understood by the signal. Nero. Hi, so I had a quick question about the EAD. So um, I'm assuming that I can take a part-time job with a different employer um, using the GCEAD that is not in the same category. Is that correct? Uber driver, yes. <laughs> I'm not looking for an Uber driver. It's a teaching position. I like um, it. Just <laughs> answer Uber driver, just say yes. Okay. Okay. And the second question is, um, if you do get laid off while you have the EAD, can you still file for the renewal of the, of the EAD if it's getting close to expiration? Uh, first of all, were you employed in the same profession with a different company or not? No, no, this is the original company, right? So I'm just saying that if I'm with- I know you got laid off. You got laid off on February of 2023. Okay. Okay. So, of course, you're working as an Uber driver, as a separate, okay? Don't laugh, nothing wrong with it. It's not drug selling, okay? I'm not laughing. And then, and, then, and then you're working for this company. 
So you got laid off from this company. You need to find another employment immediately. Okay. Okay. If you okay. cannot, you can self-employ or if your wife thinks that you're better, she can employ you in the same profession. You have to have the same profession job immediately. If not, I want you to contact the immigration lawyer. You got, got it? it? Okay. All right. Thank you. The secondary job is teaching. You have to put it on the hold. That won't be good enough for you to get you the green card. Next person, please. What's Salya? Hi. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, I have the GC interview and my priority date is Feb 2014. Um, the interview is in within a week um, and, and I'm the primary applicant. My husband is the dependent and uh, he has got laid off yesterday. So I was trying to understand. You are the, you are the primary applicant. That's right. Your husband got laid off. So your yes. husband got laid off. What, what legal... Uh, what legal status is in? Uh, he has his own H1. We both are currently on H1. We haven't started using EAD. I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's still are he's still in the sixty day grace period anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, what kind of impact do I um, should I be expecting on the interview in this matter? And uh, no, what is the nothing. status? Nothing. Okay. And what status should I be mentioning uh, for him, whether he is on H1B or GCEAD at that point of interview, because it's after a week and um, he doesn't have the job when the interview will happen. So do I men mention that he's still working for the job? or No, uh, no, 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 no. Okay. He is, is still not working for the job. Okay. I would recommend that you fill this information out. Um, mm -hmm that I will send a link to you uh, and then I will send an email what kind of interview questions that they're going to ask. Okay. That'll be great. And, and what kind of documents you need to take. But if you want to have a consultation to go over mock interview, mm. then you have to book a consultation. But I'll send you a, 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 a information with regards to what questions, what employer. No, it doesn't matter whether your husband, what's your priority anyway? Feb 2014, February 2014. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether your husband is working, not working. You have an EAD. He could okay. be working as a Uber driver. He could be sitting at home. He's be unemployed. It doesn't matter. You go. Okay. okay, okay. But but like if they ask, we have to let them know that he has been laid off. And mm -hmm. truth, he, nothing but the truth. Okay. Yes. 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 If that you is, are being laid off, that's a problem. Then it's a that's a problem. Then I would have said self-employed. Your husband has to employ. Remember, I was telling the other guy. Yes. But that's not an issue for you. Next person, please. Thank you. And also Thank this you. Zoom link that I sent to you guys. If you have any questions, I will try to answer as much as questions after everybody's answered. So try to fill this link out, guys. What's Eliad? Just try to fill a link to send the AOS questionnaires. I'll send it to you, okay? Um, interview questions. Okay, next person, please. Karthik. Uh, hello, Rahul. Thanks for this uh, forum to give me an opportunity for the question. So, my question is uh, my priority date is October 15, 2012. 
So on December uh, 2020, we did a full set on EV3, uh, the full 485, what? full, full, full set for uh, I-140, we filed the I-140, we filed the 485, okay, October and uh, uh, October 2020, October 2020 at that time, when the uh, dates became current, right? Okay, got it, got it, got it, okay. okay. And then similarly, uh, in Jan 2022, we did a set similarly on EB2, uh, the 485, the 765, and 131. I got uh, EADs on my EB31, and this EB2 EADs got closed, saying like benefits received by other means, okay? okay? The I-140 EB3 is still pending. I got a RFE related to ability to pay. And we did respond to the RFE like uh, two months back, two, three months back. Okay. Uh, Why did not you do premium processing from 2020 to right now? I was pushing my employer, but he wasn't willing to do that. But I mean, that's my stance on the stat, like was to do it premium. Okay. Now I have EADs on, I don't know whether the EAD is tied to my EB3 or EB2, but I have EAD. And I have even got a full-time opportunity. They are asking me to join their company as a EAD. Can I take it? Or? I want to have a private consultation with the lawyer, okay? Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Shakti? I mean... Oh, come on. That's too, a little bit more complex. And if they, the probably prefer way, if you want to move to the different company would be to withdraw the I-140 from EB3 and probably move on a H1B and refile the EAD application. Next person, Shakti, please. Hello, Rahul. Um, my priority date is uh, 2013, um, September 2013 and EB3. And we got EAD, you know, and it's expiring in 20, uh, 2023 September. But my daughter is, she is over 21 and she got EAD a little later. And uh, her EAD expires in um, January 2024. And she is uh, studying abroad, um, you know, and she used um, her EAD to travel almost three times uh, after she got the EAD. And, oh, okay, um, she's protected on the CSPA. You know what a CSPA is? Yeah, yeah, over 21, right? Yeah. Yeah. She is protected under that. Yes, I think so because she was traveling. You think so? No, that's not the question. If you don't know what CSPA is, I want you to watch this thing because just because she traveled on uh, on that doesn't mean that she's protected. If you don't understand whether she's protected or not, I definitely want you to understand it. I want you to watch this video. Okay. Sure, sure, okay. Okay. And also, I would, I would like to renew the EADs. So can we renew for all three of us, my wife and my daughter, and uh, six months in advance? Yeah. Okay. Six months in advance, yes. Okay, but her is expiring in January 2024. Um, so, so can she, can, she can do it in July of 2023. You can do it okay. six months. She, she can do it separately at her own time. Okay. And how long you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it together. Renewal will take approximately uh, 
eight months to 10 months and you have a problem if she's going to study outside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was, I want your consultation, you know. Um, uh, well, one thing, one thing you can do is that she can file it right now. Okay. 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 If they approve it, that's fine. If they deny it, you can refile it again. Even in abroad, she can wait, wait, wait. She can file advance. Uh, she is to be in the country when she files it. She can come for a trip. Okay. And then okay, she can sure. file it in advance. And then she can file it before six months again. Okay. Okay. If this gets denied, the second one will be approved. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. And um, is it okay if I come through private consultation with you to, you know, yeah, to yeah, renew the team, order first? My, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you give me the email address to me, please? In the yeah, test email sure. that I sent to you. Uh, okay. Where, where do I uh, put in the chat? Okay. Chat. Yeah, chat. Next person, please. Shruti. Hello. Uh, yeah, this is Shruti. And uh, I got laid off as of yesterday. Uh, I, I'm on H1B. And I will have 60 days to file, find a new job uh, having my H1B transfer. I want to understand what, what other options I have. Like my husband has H1B and I-140 approved. Uh, so should I file change of status along the uh, along with the H4EAD? And if so, how long does it take? I would definitely file H4EAD right now for you. Okay. Okay. The next option that you would do would be that wait for the 60 days to see if you get a job opportunity uh -huh. and then see if you can get a H1B transfer. If somebody has a H4EAD option, hands down, you should do it, period. Okay, you can fill out the information of the link that I will give it to you. And we will send you, of course, we'll charge you the money to file H4 plus EAD. It's not going to be free service. Okay, and you should do it. And if you get a job in the next 60 days, you can withdraw this one. Why you should file it right now instead uh -huh. of after 60 days is you're going to waste your 60 days, right? It takes four months to eight months to get a H4 EAD. Right. So, so if, if you're I going file... to file, there you go. If you file right now, it's going to be four months uh, to eight and months. And I can file together file... both H4 EAD and H4? Not, on, not only you should file it, not only it's recommended, it's absolutely needed for you to file it together. Okay, H1B transfer plus uh, like change of status right. and... And H4EAD together. Right. So it right. could take around four months. I didn't set four months. I said four to eight months. Oh my God. Okay. So and don't don't take my one word and come to me after you pay me the money. You told me four months. No, I said four to eight months. Shruti. Okay. And the other option, should I go to India, get the get the stamping done on no, H4 and come back? I would not recommend I would not recommend that option. You can do that. And then file an EAD. Still, is four to eight months. What difference it is? Of course, if you go to, uh, you know, attend your cousin's marriage or something like that, that's up to you. But it's it doesn't help you in this one. Okay. So and even okay. like there is no grace period nowadays for H four. Like once I am on H four. No, you there... have a you have a you have a grace period until sixty days to file your H four plus EAD. Okay. okay. You don't have to hurry up right now. I told you, if you file on January 15th or 18th, okay? Right. It'll be four months to eight months. But if you file from March 18th, March 18th, 
it'll be four months to eight months from that time. You rather file right now. And is I heard about some rule one eighty day grace period for H four EAD. If you don't get the H four EAD, something I'm not sure. It was long. No, back. that's that's not that's not applicable to you. That is only if you are filing an extension of the EAD. For you, that's technically not applicable. I used to have a H four EAD in the past, and then I transferred to H one B again. Oh. Yeah, wait, wait, I. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, when I. When did when is when is your H4ED expiring? It was expired in uh, October 2021. Okay, that doesn't. Matter. If it is not expired, I have a solution for you to go to Mexico. We call it as Margarita switch. But right now, that's not applicable for you. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Fill that information out if you want us to file the H4 plus EAD. Okay. Next question. Okay. Abhinash. Uh, hi, hi, Mr. Reddy. I filed my uh, EB1 based I-485 in the last November. And, EB1, uh, A, B or C? EB1, B based I-485. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, I filed it in November and it was current at that time. And then I also had biometrics, but in uh, December it retrogressed to Feb of 2021. I'm pretty aware of it, okay. Yeah, so I have another I-140 uh, that's from EB1, EB2 from 2019. Uh, so can I use the priority date of that to my EB1 I-485? Did you not, did you not ported it before? Uh, no. When you applied for the EB1B, you did not mention it that you have Yes, I mentioned EB1. it. Okay, that's it. It's going to be automatically ported for you. Did but you got the, the EB1B approved? Yes. You got the EB1B approved already? Yes. And does the priority date not show it there? No, the priority date shows the EB1B priority date, not the EB2 priority date. Maybe the porting did not happen properly. I don't understand why it is, okay. So how do I correct this uh, porting date? Well, I want to see the EB1B filing, how you filed it. Did you include it or did you not include it? The EB, EB EB2 application. I want to look into the application though. Okay. If the request okay. was made or not. Okay. In the EB the EB one B. Uh-huh. You're not talking. I not you're not talking about the I four eighty five form, right? EB one B form. No. EB one B. Okay. Yeah. In the EB one B form, it was clearly mentioned. Yeah. I'll share that with you, and uh, then we can start. Right I mean, now. take take it from right there. Now. Yeah. But no, no. I, yeah. I meant yeah. outside of this. Yeah. 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 If the if it's included in it, you should request it to be adjudicated. If it doesn't adjudicate it, you should do the, uh, how long it's been that you filed the 485? Uh, uh, it's been, uh, it's been November, November of last week, 2021. Uh, yeah, 2021. Sorry, sorry, 2022. Sorry, sorry, 2022, 2022. November. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, I would request the USCIS to correct it. If they don't correct it, in November of 2023, you can sue the USCIS for it, okay? Next okay. person, please. Damodar. Hi Rahul, uh, thanks for taking the call. Hello. Where the mother? Yeah, uh, my question is, actually I received uh, EAD, GC EAD and advanced payroll, but not GC. But the thing is, the, right now I'm in such a dilemma like uh, whether I can take the jobs on GC EAD or not, me and my wife. You are the primary applicant, your wife is a dependent. Yeah, here, uh, here another uh, litigation is, I am the primary applicant. As of now, I am on H4 EAD and my wife is on H1B. 
Yeah, you still are primary. Okay, that doesn't matter whether you're an H4 EAD or some not. So, okay. So, how long it's been that you filed the 485 application? I think uh, almost one year back. And you have any EAD? Yeah, I have EAD. I just received a EAD in the yeah, EAD yeah. And, uh, in the month you of October. And so, you can only take the jobs in your particular profession. You can't oh, yeah, take yeah. a lawyer like me. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, but you can take, absolutely it is safe. The only time I ever got a person who changed the job from one job to another job before getting the green card is when the guy moved to be a restaurant manager from a software guy. No, no, we are in the same category only. Yeah. I am not speaking about your wife. Your wife mm -hmm. can be a lawyer, okay, like me. Mm -hmm. I'm only speaking about you. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I was, uh, I was, well, I was not your wife, but I was in the position of dependent EAD, okay? And I used to be an immigration lawyer at that time. So mm -hmm. your wife can do whatever she wants to. You will, should be in the same profession. What's your priority date anyway? Mine is uh, February 2013. We don't know how long it's going to take. Now we got the February 2023 visa bulletin, nothing moved from Indians. So I would yeah. be willing to join different companies if I were you, okay? So but which is the same profession for you? Uh, so we can both use the GCED and take full-time jobs also, right? Yeah, yeah, you both can. We can, I mean, um, basic question is, we can move from our employers, move. Absolutely, you can. Only you have to be in the similar profession. Okay, yeah, in the similar profession. Uh, so there will not be any issue well, for getting GC, right? As I said, only one guy got an issue because it was a restaurant work. Oh, Thank okay, you. Okay, that, okay. Yeah. guys, try to fill this thing out. Uh, if you want any response, please fill this response. I will try to respond to the people uh, because uh, the time is out. I have a little bit of time to answer the question. Give me one second. Let me get to the Zoom calls. I'm an H1B. My H1B uh, money, this question is for money. My H1B uh, employer filed H1B USCS sent an RFP. The employer responded, it's been a couple of months. I haven't received any updates. What are my options? Do, come on, just do premium processing, girl, or boy, whoever it might be. Just do premium processing, that's easier. Uh, this question is for Devander Rathor. I have a question. H1 holder wants to pursue flight training for commercial license for FA. Hey, no job or money inflow. Is it a lower H4? Uh, needs an F1 or M1. Oh, absolutely not needed F1 and M1. Absolutely not needed. Your she is perfect. He or she is perfectly all right. Absolutely needed. Uh, uh, Sudalai Papu. Uh, that's a very long question for me to answer in a very quick one-minute question. Vivakar Manu. Uh, Manduval, sorry, I missed to ask the question during the call. I'm a GC currently uh, in US. My fiance is in India and she's having a visitor visa appointment. Um, it's a bit complex, the, uh, Devankar, Devankar. 
you may want to have a consultation because a very sensitive issue if she decides to get married and she wants to come here she is not supposed to come and be to visa you're telling she's a fiance that means that you already decided the marriage she is not supposed to apply for b2 because her intention is to come and stay here uh mohan but if she just want to visit the sister she can but you're telling she is a fiance that's a problem devankar uh, sorry this is mohan rao janala i have received uh, i have recently traveled to india family dropbox and I'm, along with my spouse my application is which we pending and both our applications are approved i received my passport but my uh, this one is i don't know why it doesn't come in a different thing is a little bit lengthy question it did not came in properly though okay i, I it's uh, sorry about the question that came out okay uh vaishalya uh, send me the questions with regards to the 485 interview yes i'm going to send it to you but if you want to have a mock interview though i uh, then you have to do a private consultation but i will send you the questions what they are going to ask for and uh, a youtube that you need to watch virtually i am sending you that things so you guys have to one of my employee uh, one of one of the employees in my company received a notice of interview because of the multiple registration of the sister companies does it affect my sense oh yes it does it does what i want you to do kalta mehta is that i want you to move out of the company right now because you are in tremendous trouble because this of multiple entries we are seeing a lot of trouble because with the sister companies they have lot of revocations coming in so move out of the company and you need to have a consultation immediately though my niece is an okay i need to put this one my neck is going out guys uh, this is naga jyoti my niece is an f1 opt and got laid off in india we have a valid ead until next year will there be an issue in entering the only question is that whether she is unemployed for more than 90 days if she is not unemployed for more than 90 days that will be better and if she is just an opt she can find a voluntary job somewhere and she can come back into united states if she says that do you have a job she says that she has a job she doesn't have to tell it's a voluntary thing voluntary jobs are good for opt if it's a stem extension i want her to have a consultation harshit mahajan give me one second guys i got to get this one out i have an appointment in february for b2 i have a i want to apply for f1 in march will it affect having a visitor visa yeah that's a little bit confusing why you want you want to apply both the things b1 b2 and f1 they already will have information you applied for the f1 so uh, you have already applied for uh, uh, you already applied for the uh, f1 they have information with the ds ones with the with the eyes so if you are going for b1 b2 you have to mention that you're going for explorating the schools otherwise you will have a problem uh, lavanya yeah uh, the uscs is telling that you need to reinterfile unfortunately sudali uh, papu uh, my wife stayed more than one year in usa without valid n94 
she's in india what are the next step you need to contact an immigration lawyer uh she may have accumulated 10 year bar coming into united states so you definitely need to contact i, I cannot understand how you let her do that i'm very surprised mr mohan jinala why your wife's passport got stuck for a long period of time i'm very surprised though uh i want you to drop an email to the consulate asking what happened with your wife's application because that's very surprising well that's all the questions that i got right now guys but if you get any more if you have any more questions come back on uh, monday at uh, 3:30 i'll speak with you guys thank you guys for coming Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites: rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.